Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. I appreciate what it does in me when the Holy Spirit bears witness and uh, there's just a release sometimes when we get in the presence of God and sometimes it's just through the singing. Um, I want to read to you tonight from the book of Ephesians, chapter number six. Uh, just one verse I want to share. I can't uh, seem to get past this particular uh, verse tonight. I had to uh, preach this this morning, at least in part, on the broadcast, and I uh, feel led tonight just to look again. Ephesians chapter number six. I've uh, lost my marker. There we go. Ephesians chapter number 6. I'm going to read just one verse tonight. Verse number 10. Verse number 10. Ephesians chapter 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Father, we pray that you would help us tonight. We realize that there are times that the sheep are weak and that all of us found ourselves, God, in a difficult place and we need strength. Not only do we need your strength, but we need courage. We need something that, Lord, will combat the fears that are all around us and that are prevalent in the flesh. We're desperate for your help as we recognize that, Lord, your children need an encouragement or a strength that only comes from you. Thank you for what you're going to do as we pray earnestly for the unction and, Lord, for the abiding of your word in all of our hearts. For we ask it believing as we pray it in Jesus' great name. Amen. Amen. I read this morning on the broadcast uh, from Joshua chapter number one, Moses having died and God began to speak directly with Joshua. And in the first nine verses of Joshua chapter number one, he advises Joshua three different times within those first several verses, to be strong and have a good courage. As I thought about that, I recognized that in my own life, I need that same kind of instruction, reminding every day, as it were, to be strong, strong. And as I read in the Word of God and hear the Apostle Paul as he was writing to the church in Ephesus, and as he was summing up that letter, that great letter of encouragement to the Ephesians. He said to them, finally, my brethren, you can hear seemingly in his voice the passion is what he was fixing to share with them. And we know that just beyond verse number 10, we hear as he began to describe to them the most wonderful things that God has promised us as far as armaments that will help us stand against an enemy, a foe that is formable. Armaments such as a breastplate and a helmet and a sword and a shield and, and all of these other things that will help us to engage in the battle and to fight. But may I say to you today that none of those things are effective unless we engage with verse number 10 and recognize the importance of being strong and of a good courage. May I say to you today that you'll never put on the breastplate of righteousness until you're strong and of good courage. 
It takes something on the inside, you see, for a man to engage in the warfare at hand. It takes something on the inside, something that, uh, that, that causes us to stand, to rise up, to be strong, not in our own power, but in the power of the Lord. May I say today that the Lord Jesus Christ has lost no power. And that he still is able today to rise up within us, to encourage us, to bring to us the very courage that we need each and every day to step our feet onto the floor and to put on those things that God has given us that equip us for the battle at hand. But brother, what I realize among us today is that so many are listening to the lies of the wicked one and it allows a fear to grow in their hearts. It creates doubt in their minds and friend in fear and doubt. There is no strength or courage and you'll never engage in the battle you'll never you'll never step foot into the fight the warfare in hand until we become strong and have a good courage what God had told Joshua that day was that every piece of ground that the sole of your feet will step upon I'm giving it to you the same promise that I made to Abraham and that I made to Moses, I am making to you. And he told Joshua that day, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He made a promise unto Joshua. And Joshua believed God. Three times we hear the Lord speaking directly to his servant and advising him that he needed to be of a good courage that he needed to be strong. Don't raise your hand tonight, but how many would categorize yourselves as being strong and of a good courage? How many times do we find ourselves a bit fearful with the matters at hand? How many times do we think of ourselves as inept and capable? How many times do we look in the mirror and understand that there's nothing about us that would give us an edge against an enemy so formidable as the one who goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour? We're living in a world today where the very tactic of our enemy is to create fear and to create an unworthiness feeling in every soul among us. May I say today that we as the people of God are to be strong and of a good courage. The apostle Paul wrote into the Philippians, now he was fixing to give them some of the most wondrous truths, graces that have been promised of God to you and I. These graces that have been given us are gifts of God that are promised to every soul that will engage in the warfare. But may I say to you today, you'll never take up the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. You'll never receive those things that will allow us to fight until you have a good courage. I believe it's the reason that he started the way he did. Finally, my brethren, he said, be of a good courage. Courage, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I'm not under any illusion today that the strength that we need comes from within ourselves. It's not within the human's ability to fight those forces of evil that are among us. The Bible is clear that we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and those spiritual wickedness in high places. All of these things are of a spiritual nature and demonic in their power. But may I say to you today, what the Lord is calling us out to be is of a good courage, strong in the Lord. May I say today that our strength is not of this world and it's not, friend, of something that's manufactured within the human experience. The strength that you need today is of Christ himself. And may I say he is all-powerful. 
There was not a foe. I was reminded just reading this afternoon as he crossed the water and as he landed in the land of the Gadareans, how that the lunatic, the legion, came running up to him and bowed down and those demons worshipped him and said, adjured him, calling him the most high God, begging him not to uh, torment them before their time, uh, begging him to allow them to be cast into the swine. I want you to know today that the demons tremble at the power of our God today. When the apostle Paul was writing to the Ephesians, he was saying unto them, there is a strength available to you, but that strength is only in the Lord. Be strong, he said, in the Lord and in the power of his might. It's not in your strength. It's not in your abilities. It's not in your intellect. It's not in any capability or talent that you may have, but the strength of God is simply abiding and trusting. It is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ. The power that comes from being of a good courage, friend, will take us into the battle. And friend, when we're in the battle, there is no defeating our God. He's never been defeated, not once. Joshua had a task at hand and it was formidable. There's no doubt about it. There were, there were enemies. There were giants in that land. There were fortified walls and cities of great armament. There were all kinds of opposition and obstacles in his way. And yet what God was saying to him is none of that matters, Joshua. What I'm telling you is to be of a good courage and be strong. <laughs> May I say to you today that all of these things are a product. And as I begin to, to really ask and seek God concerning this, because I tell you, I find myself weak and without the courage that's necessary. I find myself wondering how it is that, that I'm going to stand another day or what it is I'm going to do and in effect for the cause of Christ. And may I say to you today, there is a, a direct correlation of what we need and it is in the word of God. May I say to you uh, that faith is what produces strength. Faith is what produces the courage we need. Bless God, we need to increase our faith. And as the disciples prayed the same thing and said, Lord, increase our faith. As the man whose son was bound by the demons and having been asked of the Lord, do you believe I can do this? He said, I believe. But he said, help my unbelief. Oh, how we need to be honest about our position and our condition before the Lord today because we do have an adversary and that adversary is going about as a roaring lion. He is seeking to kill and destroy everyone and everything that he can. May I say that we as the people of God must be strong and of a good courage. You say, preacher, I'm a bit timid or fearful or weak. Well, the Bible said, as he wrote to the Ephesians, he said, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in him. I'm not suggesting that you're strong in yourself. You never will be. And if you ever take strength or stock in your own abilities, you'll find that, that you've done run, run afoul of the truth. Because you cannot, we don't have the power, you see, to stand against such a foe. Oh, but when Christ is in me, what the Bible said is all things are possible through him. I say today that there's none greater than the Lord. There's none stronger. There's none more mighty. There's none more powerful. There's none, friend, that can stand against our God. There's none. And yet he calls us, compels us to step out and to be of good courage. It is against our nature often to do these things. And yet we find that there are causes that compel us to stand and do something in, in regard or disregard for our own lives. We're compelled at times to do things 
that are simply products of courage because we believe in something. There's been a great number of people died for that flag. I remember hearing Ray Potter's testimony. I had the privilege several times to talk to him about it. He was in World War II, and, and uh, I asked him, I said, how old was you when you went into, the, went into the service? He said, I was 16. I said, Ray, they won't let you in at 16. He said, I lied. I said, why'd you do that? He said, because my brothers were over there fighting. And you know what it told me? At 16-year-old, this boy had a courage that compelled him to step out. There was a cause that had rose in his own heart. And he stepped out and he signed up and he went over there and he fought for the American forces. He did what he could do. And brother, you and I have a call on us to be strong in the Lord. We're not saying that you have the power. The Lord's not asking you to move the mountain. He's asking you to believe him. To be strong in him and to be of good courage. Oh, how we need to be of a good courage today. If men and women of faith were of a good courage and strong in the Lord, I can tell you this, there'd be more people witness to up and down this community. Having been strong in the Lord and unfearful, willing to stand in the face of whatever the foe, we would declare unto them that there is still hope for hope. There are people that are in need today. And we need to be strong and have a good courage. You say, I'm not certain that it's so important. Well, it's the very message that God gave to Joshua. He didn't, he didn't instruct him in any other way specifically. But what he did say was, as I've given every bit of this land to you and I expect you to go in and take it. He said, there'll not be a foe that'll be able to stand against you. He said, every one of them will fall in front of you. There will not be any that I will not defeat for you. I will be with you all the way and I will not leave you. But he encouraged him. He told him, Joshua, three times he said to him, you must be strong and you have to be of a good courage. Oh, today I believe we're in a time when we need to be as people of God strong and of a good courage. When little David was in the fields tending his father's sheep, I don't believe he was down there just twiddling his thumbs. I believe he was about the father's business always. And you know what the Bible says about David? It says that David was a man after God's own heart. Well, let me see if we can explain how David was. The Bible said down there he learned a few things and there was a day come when his father told him, said, David, I want you to go and to visit your brother's. I want you to take this little bit of food to King Saul. And he said, I want you to comfort them with it and I want you to find out how they're doing. And the Bible said David went down there and they had set the battle in array against the Philistines, one on one side and the other on the other. And every day, the, every day Goliath would come down into that great valley and he'd begin to make his boast unto them. He would begin to blaspheme against the holy God and everybody in the arm of Israel would cower down and would hide and they would hold back. And yet when David came up that day, the Bible said it was just as the time that that old Goliath had come down there and he began to defy the armies of the living God and David looked around and he said who is this man uh, that does that says these things about our God who is this man may I say to you today I believe there's a reason that this was a man after God's own heart he was a man that was strong and of a good courage he believed God and he trusted him and brother that's what God used a man after God's own heart never said that about Abraham never said that about 
Isaac or Jacob or Joseph never said that about Moses, never said that about Joshua, never said that about Daniel or any of those prophets and all of them precious and wonders. And yet it said that David was a man after God's own heart and he was a man that when the armies of the enemy began to make their bow, stood up and said, I dare you, right? How dare you to say that about my God? And he began to inquire and they began to tell him who Goliath was and what would be done to the man that would defeat him. And David looked at him and he said, I'll go fight him. I'll go fight him. May I say to you today, I believe that's a spirit that we need. I believe that's something that's missing in the church of Jesus Christ today is a willingness to go to battle against the enemy. Now, I'm not looking for some kind of boastful, a humanistic type of attempt. What I'm looking for is a people that said, listen to me, there is a God in heaven and he controls everything. He has a control over every breathing creature. And brother, if you stand and defy the armies of the living God, you'll have a force to deal with. A people that are strong and have a good courage. A people that don't cower in the battle. A people that don't, that don't retreat in the face of an enemy because they know that their Lord has never been defeated. That their, that, that their king has never lost a battle. A people that's willing to stand and to fight. David said, I'll fight him. His brothers looked at him and said, we know the proudness of your heart. You're just being mischievous here. You're just trying to make a name for yourself. David looked at him and he said, is there not a cause? I ask you today, if there's ever been a time when the people of God need to be strong, is it not now? I'm asking you tonight to evaluate your own lives. Are you weak or are you strong? Right, I find this, I find this a, compelling, a compelling reason for, for me to at least observe the word of God and to see what he says. Listen, to the very man that was after God's own heart, he was strong and of a good courage. I'm certainly, I'm certainly not a David. But what I can tell you is what the apostle Paul was trying to encourage the Ephesians. He said, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the power of his might. How many of us believe that our God can do anything? Right? There is nothing he cannot do. How many of us understand that in the end he is in control? How many of us believe that in the very end, friend, he's going to bind the devil with one angel and cast him into a pit? Right? He is absolutely in all control. And for you and I to cower in fear is a product of doubt. It is an absence of faith. It is an unwillingness for us to believe the word of God, to trust the word of God, and to have the word of God do what needs to be done in our own lives, and that is to fortify our own spirits with a courage and a strength in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, to God, that there was a boldness in this land today for Christ. Somebody that'll stand up and say, I believe in Jesus Christ. They'll call you heretic, they'll call you weak-minded, they'll call you narrow-minded, and they'll call you old-fashioned, but it doesn't make any difference what they call me. I can tell you, friend, that there is one with me that is greater than anybody else in this world. We need to be strong in the Lord. Not weak, but strong. David said, I'll fight him. I'll go and fight him. They finally took him down to Saul. And King Saul began to inquire. He, he said, you're not able to fight this man. Right? Saul looked at him and he said, you're not qualified. 
right? You're not big enough, but you're not qualified. This man's been a warrior since he was a youth, and he said, you're just a youth. You cannot go and you cannot beat him. And David began to tell him a story. He said, let me tell you something. (laughs) He said, I was watching my father's sheep one day, and he said, a lion and a bear came out to get one. And he said, when they had a hold of that sheep, he said, I went out to them. And he said, I grabbed the lion by the beard and I slew him and I slew the bear the same way. And he said, if the God that delivered me from the mouth of the lion and the paw of the bear, he said, if he can deliver me from that, he can deliver me from this uncircumcised. Oh, to God that I have that kind of courage. Oh, to God that I had that kind of courage, that I would be willing to stand in the face of a chance, unwavering, believing, you see, the courage and the strength comes from faith. Comes from faith. The Bible's clear that, that, that we walk by faith and not by sight. The Bible is clear that, that really to experience the glory of God, one must believe. It's it's about believing. And if we truly believe what the Bible said, then a product of that faith is strength and courage. You say, well, if that's the case, it's an indictment on the church today. True. If strength and courage comes from faith and we as God's people lack courage and strength, then what do we really lack? What is our real problem? Our real problem is we don't believe God. And that friend is systemic. That goes all the way to the root. Right? If you're trying to figure out what the root cause problem is with the church of Jesus Christ worldwide today, why it does or does not have power and courage in some places versus others, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It is a product of their faith. Now, how do you get faith? Well, the Bible said clearly that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How many times do you pick up your Bible through the week and read it? Don't answer that. But you better answer it to yourself because I'm telling you right now, you won't just wake up tomorrow strong and courageous. Ain't happening. If you want to be strong and courageous, that is a product of having sought God diligently and believed what his word says. He's not hidden it from you, son. You know who he is. And in the pages of that book, our strength is grown and our courage is brought to pass. We will know strength and courage when we begin to believe God for who he is. And we're all about raising our hand and worshiping and all that stuff, but when it comes right down to it, the question is, is will you jump up when the devil squalls? When he goes to making his brags, are you willing to stand up and say, I defy that enemy? That is untrue, that is heresy, it is blasphemous, and there is a God that will judge you. I want you to know today that what David did was stood for God. He did it because he believed God. Now, he had had experiences that had brought him to that point. I'm not saying that everybody's in the same position spiritually. There are some that are older than others in the faith. There are some that have been farther, that have gone farther down the road and they've experienced more lions and bears than others. 
And through those experiences of the lions and bears, we gain a certain amount of faith. And that faith creates a strength and that faith creates a courage. But may I say to you, you can't not read the word of God because when you fail to expose your heart and your mind to the word of God and the faith that comes from it, you will get weak. You don't suddenly achieve a level of strength and courage and able to maintain that without you continue a steady diet of the word of God. I contend today that the problem that, and the enemy knows this, hear me, the very thing that he knows is if he can keep people out of church, he will keep them for the most part unfed. Because what you need more than anything is the word of God. Now, I ain't saying you can't get it through a video or through YouTube or however else we try to get it out there. It's going out. And I thank God for it. And there's people that are getting it, people that are hearing it. And I'm thanking God for it because they need it there just as much as they need it here. But I'll tell you right now, he said to fail not the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, especially as you see the day approaching. What day? The day of the enemy when he's coming, friend. We're going to need strength and courage to fight this good fight. And that, brother, has got to come from the word of God because the word of God is what produces faith in you all. Here was David, and he said, he said, I'll tell you right now, he said, the same God delivered me from the, the lion and the bear. He said, he'll deliver me from him. And you know what? It was a compelling argument. Saul, for whatever reason, Saul said, all right. He said, I know who you're talking about. I know that if God could do that, God could do that. He said, but at least let me give you my armor. They threw it on little David like to collapse him. There he was. He said, I can't wear this. He said, I've not proven any of this. Oh, to God that we had people that were tenured enough in the battle of God to be able to say, I know what works and don't. don't." Some of us ain't fought enough battles, spiritually speaking, that we could tell what we need in a battle or don't need in a battle. Shame on us. Shame on us, just an indication that we've never had courage enough to get off off our backside and say to the devil, get out of my house. I'm not putting up with that. I've got a God and you can't deal with him. You know what the Bible said about the devil? The Bible said resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Now what do you got to do first? Draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. But when you resist the devil, what did the Bible say? He'll flee from you. Do you believe that? Then why do you cower in fear every time the devil starts knocking at your house? Why do we quake and tremble as if we have no strength in the Lord? We've read his word. We've seen his words. We've saw the lion. We've seen the bear. We've watched God do these things. There's no excuse. There's no excuse for cowardice in the service of God. No excuse. Why? Because there's never been a battle he's put me into that he wasn't capable and able and did win every single time. Amen. David said, I'll fight him. He said, but I'm going to fight him on what I know. He said, I can't use none of your stuff. He said, but I got some stuff of my own. And the Bible said he set out of there with a sling and no weapon. I mean, no, no ammunition. Now, he's a man of faith as far as I'm concerned, right? He headed down toward Goliath and didn't even have any bullets. And yet the Bible said that he stopped somewhere along the way. Let me tell you something. Every battle that you ever fight for God, I'll assure you, everything you need is along the way. 
Everything that you need to fight the enemy, it's already out there. All you've got to do is stop and pick it up. You ever been in a battle? Listen to me. You ever been in a battle you think the Lord didn't equip you? No. No. No, he told Joshua, he said, all I want you to do is be strong and have a good courage. He said, because you're going to see things that will scare the hide off of you if you ain't ready. He said, but what I'm telling you is I'm going to make every one of them fall before you. Ain't that good? God help me to be strong. And have a good courage. I ain't got no excuses. He done proved to me he can do anything. I've done seen the lion and the bear, spiritually speaking. I've done seen those things. There ain't no excuse for me. I ought to be strong and have a good courage. I ought to be in the battle every day. When my feet touch the floor, I ought to be strapping on everything he'd give me and head toward the fight. Now, you remember in all the armament that he gave, the armor, the spiritual armor, the graces of armor that he's given us to wear, there wasn't anything for the backside, right? How come? Because he intends for you to be strong and of a good courage, right? He intends for you to win the battle by facing it, by attacking, by being a foe that cannot be defeated because your power is in the strength of the Lord. David said, I'll go. And he went down and the Bible said he picked up five smooth stones and he got down there to where Goliath was and Goliath began to do what Goliath always does. Right? And the devil's a blowhard. Amen. He's a blaggard. All he's ever done is lied. All he's ever done is flaps his gums and beats them together against God and he's never been able one time to defeat him. And David steps up to the battle and he begins to make fun of him. He said, am I a dog that you would send, that you would send this to me to fight against me? And he began to curse David and he began to curse David's God and he began to do all those things and tell David what he was going to do to him and how he was going to destroy him. I tell you right now, the devil's very most important tactic is to cause you to fear. He will try to lie to you. He will do everything he can to run his rhetoric through your mind to steal your very courage and your strength in the Lord. But may I say to you today, he ain't been nothing but a liar from the beginning. That's all he's doing today. He can't back it up. Is he a formidable foe? There ain't no question about it. But me plus God is a majority no matter what the circumstance is. You're not going to defeat the Lord Jesus Christ, not in any battle, not in any place, not anywhere. The devil got done bragging, blowing, lying. David looked at him and he said, you come to me. With your swords and your spears. That's the kind of courage I want. I ain't claiming I got it. But I believe I can have it. Comes from his word, you see. David said, you come to me with your sword and your spear. He said, but let me be clear. He said, I've come to you. In the name of the Lord. What Paul said to him was he said, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In the power of his might. David looked at him. He said, I come to you in the name of the Lord. And he said, this day. He said, I'm going to tell you what's fixing to happen. He said, this day. He said, I'm going to kill you and I'm going to use your sword to take your head from your body and I'm going to feed the rest of you to the fowls of the air and the beasts of the field. Today, 
That's going to happen because the battle is not man. What did he say? Because the battle is his. I can see Paul writing to that church. He knew what they needed. Oh, they needed strength. They needed to be strong in the Lord. In the power of his might. They needed to be of a good courage. That when the opposition came in, and it was coming in, believe me, they were coming in from every side against that early church in Ephesus and everything. The devil was trying to tear down the grace that was being given in Ephesus. I can see the apostle as he was trying to pen those words. And he said, finally, my brother. Just as if he was just trying to sum it all up for him. Oh, how he loved him. He said, finally, my brother. Listen to me, he said. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. There's nobody like your God. And then he began to pin all those spiritual graces that God had promised to the believer. All of those protective shields and armaments and the sword and everything else that we've been given in Christ. Listen, we got the goods. We got everything we need. But courage, it's exactly right. The only thing we're missing is the courage to get out of the bed and to look him in the eye and say, you're a liar. And I'll stand to your face and declare to you today that you ain't got no right here and I'm gonna put you out of here in the name of the Lord because the battle ain't mine, it's his and you can't handle him. The battle is not ours, it's the Lord. The man after God's own heart, was he was strong and of a good courage. I believe God's looking for some people that have got some courage today. And courage, friend, ain't gonna come from you sitting on the couch at the house reading reading Newsweek. The courage that we need is going to come from the very depths of his word as we engage in it and we believe it. As the word of God begins to produce faith in each one of us, friend, that faith will produce strength and courage in our lives. We need strength and courage. What would change? I'm going to close right here. What would change? If everybody in the house tonight, I don't know how many people are here, but but if everybody that was here tonight walked out of here with a strength that that was based solely in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ and the courage that said, the devil has no right in my house, He has no right over here. He has no right to say this. And somebody that's willing to say, if the devil wants a fight, he'll get it. What would happen at New Providence Church if we were a people of strength and courage? People after God's own heart. Finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord. Not in yourself. You don't have no strength, by the way. But if you'll be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind, then you will each day, when you set your feet on the floor, you will be able 
to begin to put on those graces that he has given us to go to battle. Now, I'm not suggesting you skip any one of those steps, right? Because everything that he has promised us, we need for the battle. They're all important. But my point is in the whole message is, is you won't put a thing on until you're of a good courage. You're not going to do anything until you're of a good courage. All of those things that he's promised us are of no value if we live in fear. Oh, to God, that he would make us strong. Strong. And have a good courage. That's our message. We won't sing tonight. I'll just give an invitation. If you need to come, you're welcome to come. We'll pray with you. But I do want to leave this with you. You've got a foe. And if you'll pay attention, you'll see him tomorrow. He'll be there. And you know what he's going to be doing? He's going to be beating his gums together, lying to you. He's going to be telling you his rhetoric and his lies, and he's going to be trying to create fear in you where courage ought to be. And the only way, I, I love what you guys are doing with, the, with this fasting thing. The, the way to control the devil is to shut him up. Turn him off. Quit listening to him and start listening to what's in the book. And then suddenly the fear goes down and the courage goes up. And the strength in the Lord is where it ought to be. And we'll see battles won for Jesus Christ when that happens. I think we're seeing battles won now, right? But we need to all engage in that same exercise of taking out the fear and and exposing ourselves to the Word of God. Amen? It means every time that you can get preached to, you need to get it. Every time you can open up your word at home, you need to take the time and say, you know what, I'm going to give God this time right now and I'm going to look into his word and I'll I'll assure you that what will happen is the growing, the building of your faith. That's his promise to us. His word will do it. His word will do it.